This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Hi guys, and welcome back to another new episode of Couch Talks. My name is Kat. If you are new, Couch Talks is the special Q&A episode that I do every Wednesday for You Need Therapy podcast, where I answer questions that I get from you guys, the listeners. And if you have a question, you can email it to me at Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. And then I can maybe answer it. Now, before we get going, it's always important for me to express and reiterate that although I am a therapist who is answering questions that you guys send in, this is not therapy and I am not engaging in therapy through the means of this podcast. That would be, you know, impossible, but also unethical and maybe illegal. Regardless, we're not doing that. So I just want to remind you guys that this is a resource that I have created with the intention that you guys would dig deeper into your stories and your lives and and do what you can to become the best versions of you and the versions you were created to be. And at the same time, maybe engage in therapy by reaching out to a therapist. Speaking of, I get that question all the time. How do I find a therapist? I'm not going to spend time on it today, but I do have a highlight on my Instagram the at uni therapy podcast Instagram that you can go follow that Instagram and find that highlight and find that post and look at it. And then also on Amy Brown's four things podcast Four things with Amy Brown. We actually entered that together this week and that came out yesterday, Tuesday. So if you go to her podcast, it will be there. And we answered a couple questions, but we definitely talked more in depth of how to find a therapist. Now, with all that being said, let's get into it. So I'm doing three questions today because one of them is really short. And I had a, lo- a couple of you reach out and ask for, you know what I really love you guys for is so many of you guys on Instagram will reach out and ask for links to things like, will you link this? Will you link that? Here's the thing. I don't have enough followers to <laughs> have the option to link things. One day we might get there. One day we might not. It's not that important, but I can't link things. So I can just tell you like the score that I was 
posting about the other day. A couple people asked for a link. I can't link it. It's from American Eagle. You can go Google it. But the point of all of this is a lot of you guys asked for the link to the book that I was talking about with Max on Monday's episode, the one about choosing authenticity over others' expectations. And the book I was referencing is Man Enough by Justin Baldoni. It is such a good book. I cannot talk about it enough. It is eye-opening, and I love the perspective he writes it from. He writes it from the perspective of not a, not an expert who's figured everything out, but somebody who's doing the work and unlearning a lot of stuff that is kind of messed with him and messed with their culture as a whole. It's so good. It's good for men. It's good for women. It's good for non-binary. It's good for everything. It is just good. Have I said that it's good? Because it's good. So go get it. I'm listening to it right now. And then my plan is to then go back and read it so I can like highlight and circle and cut out and reference things. It's just one of those books that I just really love so much. And I don't get like that over books very often. So if you don't know who he is, he played Raphael or plays, I don't know, on Jane the Virgin, which is actually a very good show. I'm in it right now and I don't want it to end. He's a director and actor, all of the activists now, all the things. And he had a really good TED talk that took off about masculinity that went into him doing a series of these Instagram chats, which which then went into him doing this book. And now I think he's actually, I saw getting his own podcast called man enough anyway go read the book that's the book i cannot link it for you maybe one day but today you're just gonna have to type that in yourself all right so now our first question question comes from one of our anonymous listeners i like to keep them anonymous and they write i keep seeing your workouts with your trainer on instagram one how can i be involved they look awesome and two i am just wondering what it is like for you to work out after having an eating disorder and an exercise addiction How do you know boundaries and how do you keep yourself accountable? I myself have struggled with exercise addiction and have been afraid to get back into certain things because I'm worried of what might be a relapse. How do you know the difference between a relapse and finding a healthy relationship? Gosh, man, good question. And I'm so glad somebody asked this. I really am so glad somebody asked this. I work out with a trainer sometimes weekly. His name is Derek Billups. You can find him on Instagram at at body by billups b-i-l-l-u-p-s if you're in nashville you can work with him he's awesome he's great i highly recommend him he's fun so that's what this person is referencing and he makes me do things and we'll, we'll post them on instagram sometimes they're simple and sometimes they're kind of crazy and i'm like i can't do that and i've learned with him i have to stop saying that myself because i can usually do these things that he's asking me to do they're just kind of hard sometimes and scary but anyway that's what this person is referencing I addressed some of this a couple weeks ago when someone asked, how do you not go from exercise addiction to avoidance? And you can go back and listen to that episode for more information. It was also a couch talks. It came right after the one I did on exercise addiction, the whole episode. But I really like this last part of this question. I want to focus on it. The question where you asked, what's the difference between a relapse and finding a healthy relationship? Because this can be tough and it's confusing. And one thing I, I want to say up top is everybody's experience is different. So I, I want to up top encourage whoever is wondering and listening to this question to not compare what your relapse or what your healthy relationship might be compared to somebody else's. They're different and you actually don't know the whole story until you actually know the whole story about what they're doing and what's good for them and what's not good for them. I just say that comparison really screws with everything, but I just want to say that because I can't give a blanket statement for this because it's so different, but I'm going to try to walk through some generalness of it. So And exercise addiction isn't just about someone who works out a lot, first of all. It's more than that. 
it's what happens when you work out excessively so much where you'll work out when you're injured, you'll work out when you're sick, you're going to miss events, you're going to miss sleep, you're going to miss work, you're going to miss vacations. Like working out is like your everything. It's when the benefit of the exercise, which exercise and movement benefits us, but it's when that no longer outweighs the costs that it is causing you. And exercise becomes the only way to cope essentially. And life feels out of control when you can't work out. But the reality is it's out of control because you can't not work out. Now, I will say that finding a healthy relationship with fitness can be and and was for me. I want you to hear this didn't happen overnight. The depths of my eating disorder and my disordered eating patterns, they happened when I was like 22, 23. So uh, almost 10 years ago now. So this didn't happen overnight. I don't want you to compare what my life looks like now. And that's part of the reason I said that in the beginning. One, because you you don't see much of my life on Instagram. So that's one part of it. But I don't want you to compare what you think my life might look like now because this is 10 years removed. You haven't seen all the stuff in between. So just wanted to say that. But yeah, it can be very tough. And like I said, it can take some time. But I also want you to know it's possible and it's kind of necessary to live a life where you're treating your body kindly, like moving is necessary. And it's definitely helpful to work with a professional to help identify and create boundaries, to find accountability and also find places and people to move with that are supportive of the ideas and the ideals you are trying to implement in your recovery journey. And I say this knowing I'm, I'm very inside the fitness world. I've worked in it for f- almost five years or over, maybe it's over five years, maybe it's almost six not important. I've worked in it in a long time, <laughs> for a long time. And the fitness world can be super triggering because overexercise is glorified a lot inside of it. And so support is key. Not every fitness studio or workout or trainer is created equal. And a lot of people don't know what could be triggering or why it is even triggering. So it's very important, first of all, when you're trying to create that new relationship that you're identifying and finding safe places and safe people. That is probably going to be one of the first steps. Now, when you relapse on your addiction, when it comes to process addictions like exercise, engaging in the behavior once is not necessarily going to be a relapse because like I said, we want you to be able to move again. That's part of living a a healthy life and having a healthy kind relationship with your body. So working out necessarily is not a relapse. There's more to it than that. So a relapse would then be relative to you. It would be relative to your addiction history and it would be relative to your lifestyle. Say you're a professional athlete, you're going to be working out more than somebody who, you know, is an accountant and just wants to move for multiple reasons. And I could talk about that for 17 hours because their job is working out. So there's a difference between their job and an addiction. And so we can't compare their recovery in that as well. That's also going to look different. I think it's also interesting to note and look at what your addiction was tied to. I will say for me, it was definitely calories burned at one point and the amount of time that I worked out, which is one of the reasons I said in the earlier episodes, I don't usually wear a fitness tracking watch. I have one and I'll wear it sometimes. I'll wear it if I'm curious about something like my heart rate or how far I'm running or something like that, or if I am tracking something for some specific reason, but it's not a regular thing. It's been in the bottom of my purse for about two weeks dead. So I, I want to note that, and I want you to look at when you're looking at how do I identify the difference between a relapse and a healthy relationship is what was your addiction kind of created around? What was it tied to? Now, the other thing is those cool workouts that you, that are mentioned here, they're only like 30 minutes, literally. So I'm not in the gym for two hours these days, ever, literally ever. <laughs> And that is because now working out has to fit in my life versus I have to find a way to fit my life into my working out. Big difference there. 
your goals are going to be different in your recovery process. The why behind your what? Am I working out because I want to get a flat stomach and a thigh gap or because um, I need to have control of something? Or am I working out to be kind to my body, to learn a new skill, to create self-maintenance routines, to meet a fun goal? One thing that I wanted to learn how to do, and I have been saying this for like 10 years, literally, is learning how to do a pull-up. I have wanted to learn how to do, yes, I mean literally one pull-up. I just want to be able to do one. That is one of the things that I am working on. Like that's a goal. I want to be able to do a pull-up because I think that would be fun and that would be a challenge and whatever. In that, yeah, my body might look different because of the muscles I'm building. Sure, maybe. I don't know. But I'm not working out to make my body look different. You see the difference there? And the trick here also is you have to be honest and you have to call yourself out on old habits. And this is why support and accountability are very important. I also would like to say this. I find moving my body really fun in the ways that I do it. Like there are certain types of working out and exercise that I would not enjoy. Not everybody feels that way. Like when it comes to cycling, that's fun. It feels like a sport to me. You know, when people are like, I love playing football or I like playing tennis or whatever. It doesn't feel like a workout. Totally 100% I get that. Like when I was younger, I loved playing soccer. That did not feel like I didn't even realize it was exercise. Like it was just a hobby. When it comes to somebody with an exercise addiction, we have to also be careful with that. Because the thing is, if I could take two cycling classes a day, every single day, I would because I, they are fun to me. However, that wouldn't be okay for multiple reasons. One, it would be really hard and unkind to my body. It, that it, My body does not actually want to do that much hard, intense movement. And also, I don't have that much time in my life to dedicate to riding a stationary bike. So I have to make sure, okay, I am again, the workouts have to fit into my life. Anyway, so the long and the short in, of this is that there is a very big difference between a relapse and a healthy relationship with with exercise and movement. And it is going to be different based on your exercise addiction and what that looked like. So find some people that you can talk about this with that understand it and really create some boundaries and you ease into it. I eased into it. You ease into it. You might have to take some time off. You might have to take some time off from certain types of movement and you walk yourself back into it and you check in and you check in and you check in until that relationship has changed. And then you continue to check in because, you know, if life hits you and it gets hard, you might go back to that thing that you knew that that was easy and accessible to use that helped you feel better. But then, you know, at the end, it doesn't actually make you feel better. So what I'm saying is, the difference is relative. Find some people to help support you so you can help yourself be honest and foster that relationship that we want you to have. Because again, in the end, movement is good for us. All right. I could keep going on that, but I'm not going to. Let's go to the second question or really the third. Hey guys, Kat here. And I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. 
Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code UNEED at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you You Need Therapy after you check out. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, third question. Do you have any advice on making friends as an adult? I want to make more friends that I can have a strong human connection with. I want less superficial. I want to be able to discuss more ideas, not people or gossip. I have committed myself to improving my life this summer, and this will be one of the dynamics of that. I love this commitment. Love it. I've talked about finding friends as adults before, and we're going to talk about it again because, again, this is one of the – I get a lot of the same questions over and over and over again. This is one of them. I will say – I love the part about I've been, I want to be able to discuss more ideas, not people or gossip. One of the reasons that I believe people find themselves gossiping over and over and over and over and over and over again when they're like, this doesn't feel like me, is because gossip is one of the easiest forms of connection, but it's also one of the like lowest. It doesn't make you feel good, you know, or it might, but in like a superficial way of like putting others down to make myself feel good. But it is a way that I can connect with somebody and find something to talk about commonly without actually having to be vulnerable and real. So it's easy, but it's cheap. It's a cheap form of connection. So I love the idea of I want to move away from this. I want to talk about ideas and life and me and all of that. Now, how do I find more friends as an adult? It's tough. I think it's really, really tough. And you don't usually have as many built-in experiences where you just like are friends with the people around you, especially in quarantine life when at work, you're working by yourself at home. So there's the obvious suggestions that I can give. And then behind that, it's you just have to commit to it. It's kind of like dating as an adult. Like it really is kind of like dating. You have to go out and, and meet new people and be open and not give up until you find your people and you don't settle. 
for people that don't actually fit. So when you're younger, it's like you're friends with the people in school, like, oh, they were in my class or they were in my sorority or they were in this class or they were in that club or they, we were played on this team. Okay, we can find that kind of stuff in adulthood. It just looks a little bit differently. So some suggestions would be join a rec league, like join a rec kickball team, join a rec, I don't know, do they have like softball teams and stuff like that, volleyball, rec sports, like people are doing them. So you can join them in that way. And maybe you join with a friend or uh, maybe you join by yourself and you're just really vulnerable and open and, and, and willing to, to do that. If you have any kind of faith base or religion, you can join a small group. You can uh, volunteer. I know for a little bit and last very long, so I'm not going to like really pat myself on the back for this, but I volunteered at my church a couple times to meet people and get involved in that community. And I'm telling you, it's just awkward until it's not awkward anymore. Like it's just hard until those people are no longer strangers. There's people, they're people, you know, you can, I mean, meet people at work. Sure. But if you're like, I don't vibe with those people, then that doesn't have to be the place that you force yourself to be friends with people. Also, I understand wanting to have boundaries with work. That's okay too. Also, there's this website, I think it's a website, but it's called meetups and they're just different groups based on different things. And they're really easy to join. You just, it's free. You just go on, you find a meetup and you go. And this, again, what I want to reiterate, you might have to go a couple times till you find your people. It's like you might have to go on a couple dates before you find the man of your dreams or the woman of your dreams or the whoever of your dreams. You just have to keep going, willing to do things that will make you uncomfortable. But here's what I want to remind you guys. Uncomfortable doesn't mean unsafe, right? We really like to tie those things together, but safety and comfort are not mutually exclusive. I could be uncomfortable and this could be a really safe and good thing for me. I could be comfortable and it be a really unsafe thing. And, and that's why I know those things aren't always tied together. You can also volunteer places like the world is always looking for volunteers. Let's be honest. So volunteer places like food banks or shelters or clothing drives or I mean, events, any kind of events, just volunteer places and you can meet people there. And then I will say I met my best friend at a fitness studio. But here's the thing. You have to make eye contact <laughs> with people and you have to talk to people and you have to just like say something awkward and be awkward like that's okay like say hey how was your day it was good work was hard oh where do you work and then a conversation starts and then it's like oh that's cool do you want to go get coffee sure let's go or maybe they say no and then you move on to the next person but eye contact and willingness that goes back to be uncomfortable so again it's hard but we just have to commit to doing things and putting in effort that's what it is. It takes effort. Good things take effort, guys. A lot of good things take effort. Anyway, I think that's all we got today. Thank you guys for sending in your questions. As always, feel free to send them to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. Follow me at cat.defada and at UniTherapyPodcast. And if you have not done so yet and you just feel so giving and loving today, can you follow, rate, review, comment on the podcast? That would be awesome. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you guys on Monday. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional. You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. 
from herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.